have you had to deal with that? Have people like sent you unsolicited, you know, naked photos? I'm a pretty like wholesome person. So I maybe have had like a handful. Oh, that sounds gross. I don't like <laughs> I've had a few. Uh, <laughs> It's September 6, 2022. My name is Jimmy Van, and it's time to know your news tonight. My guest can't stop buying wrestling t-shirts. She thrives on to-do lists, and she's a big fan of Golden Grams. She is a pro wrestling commentator and professional cereal eater. This is Alyssa Marino. Alyssa, how Hello. are you? Hello. I am great. Thank you so much for having me on. And what a, what a beautiful intro. You really just, that's, that's me. That's, that's who that's I am. That's you. Yeah. <laughs> I do my research for these things every single week. Every single week, I'm trying to get something unique. Yeah. And, uh, and I've gotten props on the, on the interest a few times, so I feel like I'm doing something right. I'm waiting for that first person to be like, why do you have to say that shit? You know? It, it, it could happen. You know, There's, Someone <laughs> will find fault, I'm sure, someone along will. the way. But that day is not today. Awesome. Awesome. Good to know. <laughs> well, here's what's going to happen. We are going to talk to KYN7, seven of the top news stories of the week that are stupid, funny, and weird. I'm going to get your reactions. I'm going to ask you questions along the way. And I say this every single time. These things never cease to amaze, amaze me. And they are real. And so I can't wait to get started with you. Are you ready to go? I am ready. Let's start with story number seven, reported by UPI. Always good stuff. So there is a zoo in Thailand. It's called the, Ch the Chiang Mai Zoo. And they did an escaped animal drill so that the staff would be prepared and ready in case an animal gets out of its enclosure, which actually sounds like a good idea, right? That's so, hard, they, yeah. so they did an escaped animal drill. They did something that made video of the drill go viral. And so, Alyssa, my question is, what do you think they did? I think that they uh, maybe accidentally did let an animal loose. Uh, the drill went sideways and an animal actually did break out that's a good answer so what they did was they made a zoo employee dress as an ostrich and simulate <laughs> fleeing from the keepers we have video of this courtesy of thai pbs news and then we got a pick of the guy in the costume put up the video joel there's the guy <laughs> right there he's dressed in an ostrich costume ostrich costume he's even got makeup on he's being chased through the facilities africa zone by zookeepers after simulating an escape they had the guy mimicking the movements of the ostrich while evading zookeepers bearing nets there they are chasing him and do you got the pick of the guy joel put up the pick of the guy look at that guy there makeup and everything look i'm at impressed that. honestly i love it i appreciate the the commitment Yes. It even looked like, yeah, the, the way that the movements were is very, you know, much like a uh, what an ostrich might be. I'm also a big fan of uh, of mascots. Like, oh, I okay. love the idea of, like, mascots. And so I'm like, I'm on board with that. That's actually fantastic. So do you think that they did that to draw attention? Or do you think that that was a legitimate drill? Because I don't know one way or the other. I mean, I don't, I, I don't know either, but I would say that he didn't need to have, you know, the makeup on. He didn't need to have the, you know, the costume. So there is, I think, a good deal of theatrics at the end of the day. Like, you know, we're, we're in the pro wrestling world. I appreciate a little bit of a little bit of gimmick. So uh, I'm on board with it, 110%. But yeah, I don't think it was necessarily necessary to have gone as, as far. But I'm sure as heck glad they did. 
I agree on the makeup. <laughs> I can I can almost get past the costume just because you want them to kind of get into it. Otherwise, they're just chasing the guy down the down the walkway. But I'm, I'm with you on the makeup. So what I do with every story is I try to ask a question that's somehow related to the story. Okay. So my my first question for you related to this one is: Do you like cosplay? And if so, what is your favorite animal to mimic? Oh, so I love and I appreciate uh, cosplay, like watching, you know, clips of people on social media and uh, and pictures and stuff like that. The closest I've ever gone is probably just how much I love Halloween. And uh, I think I went to a I think I went to a con in the past uh, dress up as Tina Belcher from Bob's Burgers. That's OK, like. Like, you know, in, in Parks and Recreation, Ron Swanson is like, this is my Halloween costume because he's a pirate every year. Like, he doesn't switch it up. Like, that's how I was for a few years. I was just Tina Belcher every year. It just worked because I had the costume. Sure, um, it's easy. It is, yeah. Um, and I did get into character for that. I would go like, and I would like dance and do the weird stuff. But I don't think I've ever uh, like mimicked an animal. I did hmm. some like interesting improv stuff probably like back in the day and I did like theater camp as a kid uh-huh oh that okay so the closest one would be uh, we had an improv exercise called lion face lemon face and it's supposed to help like get your facial muscles like all like you know loosened up so you go ah, and then you go Ooh, like so I guess a lion if I had to pick an animal interesting interesting I was almost expecting you to say yeah I was the toucan from fruit loops I was Tony the tiger you know what I'm saying that would have actually been much more fitting with my whole shtick. But that's what um, I thought. That's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was. It was. Uh, it was Dina Belcher. Very interesting. Yeah. I'm gonna try to dig up a picture of that somewhere. Very it's, interesting. It's it's there, and it's the time of year. <laughs> We're almost there, so it's like to be seeing that again in October. So you're just gonna roll with it again? Why not? <laughs> All right. Let's go into story number six. This was posted on TikTok. So there's a company called Net Zero Co. And their goal is to create sustainable lifestyle products, promoting the use of reusables, and they want to help eliminate single-use plastic. So this is their whole objective. They sell a variety of kitchen, cleaning, and self-care products. Uh, one of them went viral, maybe for the wrong reasons. I don't know. So my question for you is, what kind of product do you think uh, was made by this company that went viral? If it went viral and it's, okay, I'm... I'm leaning towards something in the personal care department that maybe should be disposable uh, and they want you to reuse it. Um, maybe something that would be unsanitary, perhaps, if you were to use it again. Um, I don't know, some kind of like, like, like feminine care product. I have no idea. You are right along those lines. It is okay. reusable toilet paper. Oh, oh, I think I saw this. I think I saw this one. We got the video from TikTok. This is from their TikTok at Net Zero Company. There she is showing you how to use it right there. So it's made of certified organic cotton. They say it's easy to use and wash. I'm sure it is. They suggest that you use it with water uh, and you keep the dirty ones in a bag. They're machine washable. And then after you wash them, you re-roll it and you reuse it. I don't know. Look, I, I am all for being environmentally conscious. I got two kids. I can't imagine what the bathroom is going to look like if I roll out reusable toilet paper. What are your thoughts on this one? I, um, even just the idea, like I'm, I've already gone past the, like I've shut down. I, that is, that grosses me out the idea of, of, of that, but past that, the idea of having to roll it all back up when I'm done, that's just too tedious. I don't want to do that. 
After, well, after but, you wash it, after you wash well, it. Of course, of course. But that's <laughs> you curling them up after you use them. Oh, yeah, no. No, no. but the, then the idea of like having to like what take that to the the lot like to a laundromat. Could you imagine that? Like, oh hey, just you know, gotta take care of my uh, rewashable toilet paper. Mm-mm. Yep, I'm and not, you're probably no. watching them wash them in a load by themselves too. Oh, right? you have to. Oh yeah, yeah. you're not throwing Ugh. them in there with your favorite clothing. You know what I'm saying? I can't. No, I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm not on board with this. I was very much on board with our ostrich friend. I'm not on board with this. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. So we're we're you and I are two and zero because I'm with you. Well, yeah. here is my question related to this one: Have oh, you wow. ever flushed anything down the toilet that you probably shouldn't have? I don't. I've definitely had my phone take like a header, but uh, I don't think I, I definitely didn't flush it. Sunglasses had a pair of sunglasses fall off and plop right in. And I don't think I even noticed. So it would definitely be sunglasses, which is why I don't really invest in good sunglasses anymore. And they got flushed down. No, they didn't go all the way down, but like the flush did happen and they were right. They were tucked. Wow. Wow. So was it like Seinfeld? Was it like Seinfeld? Did you pull them out and you said, well, that's it for them. I I think I did actually no, Cause I think I was in some like a, like a public place where I was like, Oh, there I'm not, I can't, I can't do it. Um, and I don't think they meant that much to me because uh-huh. I just left, I left them, I left them, which I feel bad for because I probably caused some, um, like septic issues. Uh, cause you know, someone may have, to, I, I apologize now because someone else probably <laughs> had to dig them out. Um, you know, it wasn't one of my lot, higher moments. What you hear a lot about now is wet wipes. People flush wet wipes. You're not supposed to flush wet wipes. There you know are that? some flushable ones that, like, they say, like, these are flushable, but, mm, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You, this, just, I think it was just a year ago where I live in Toronto. Somebody told me that a neighbor, they had to, like, pull up their pipes because they were full of wet wipes. No. So, oh, yeah, it's it's no. a serious, serious business. Now, granted, it's not sunglasses, but it would take a lot of sunglasses to cause that kind of damage. Not one pair, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I guess. I just still feel bad because someone else probably had to dig them out yeah i was definitely at like a public place where i was like this is maybe i was at like a concert or a festival or something i'm like this is gross i'm not doing it you should look at the bright side maybe they went home that night to their family and they showed off their brand new sunglasses i hope so silver lining silver lining yeah silver lining all right let's go into story number five reported by espn southwest florida this Mm -hmm. is about the world we live in now so a southwest airlines flight was headed to cabo in mexico And they were sitting on the tarmac for a long time. The pilot came over the loudspeaker and he said something was happening on the plane. And if it didn't stop, he was going to pull the the plane back to the gate and everybody was going to have to get off and they were not going to go to Cabo. So, Alyssa, what was happening on that plane that the pilot wanted to stop? Okay, as someone that travels kind of frequently and like isn't the strongest flyer, I'm going to go very optimistic. I'm going to say, hey, maybe I I heard someone recently, maybe there was like no hot water or something. There was no like water on the plane. I don't, I want to go optimistic. That's the good way to go. Optimistic. That's completely not what this was. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so what happened was somebody was airdropping nude photos to strangers <laughs> on the plane. Here's a video uh, from TikTok uh, at Tay Mars, and you can hear the pilot on the loudspeaker on this flight. Put that up, Joel. So here's the deal. This continues while we're on the ground. I'm going to have to pull back to the gate. 
everybody's going to have to get off. We're going to have to get security involved. And it's vacation that's going to be ruined. So you folks, whatever that airdrop thing is, would send a naked picture and let's get yourself to Cabo. I like that too. Just let's get you to Cabo and then just like be, be a freak there. Like, let's, you know, like let's just get this plane off the ground. Oh, that's funny. Oh, wow. Okay. What, what, it, yeah. why does somebody need to airdrop their dick? To somebody else on the plane i don't understand like what is is this a new phenomenon is this like a regular occurrence sadly i don't think it's a new phenomenon just like the uh it, it's like the unsolicited like dick pics like it's just it's just something that happens but that's like very wide range you know like usually i feel like when it happens on like social media or in dms like you know like hey i'm sending it to this person Right, that's like some weird gratuitous thing, but maybe the idea of like I'm sending this to a bunch of people. I don't know who's gonna get that's messed up. I don't like that. Oh man, have you had to deal with that? Have people like sent you unsolicited, you know, naked photos? Knock on wood, I have been very lucky, and I'm I'm a pretty like wholesome person, so I maybe have had like a handful. Oh, that sounds gross. I don't. (laughs) (laughs) I've had a few. over my career but um n- not like a con- like my some of my friends they just get it's constant a barrage and i just feel awful um, it's unbelievable it's it's nasty and it's gross and if you're doing it people at home that are watching don't do it it's icky yeah i was gonna say if you're looking at me oh, my, no, my, my my wife would string me up <laughs> no, so no, no. so no well here's my PSA. question <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah here's my question for you have you or someone you know caused a disturbance on a plane that led to them either almost getting kicked off or absolutely getting kicked off? Luckily, no. Um, uh, my, my boyfriend's not the strongest flyer. So we've, we've had some like, we saw like kind of collect ourselves moments where it's gotten dicey, but, um, but no, never like a, a disturbance. You know, I, I think because we're both not very strong flyers, we're just like, Hey, sit in our seats everything's gonna be good i'm gonna read my little book i'm gonna try and take a nap like we're just like don't make any fuss like let's just get there and uh and then be freaks in cabo or whatever but um but yeah no no disturbances on on planes not going more interesting interesting i don't even know if i should tell this story because like my american viewers might somehow not like it but my wife had my wife had dual citizenship in the u.s and canada she decided to give up her american citizenship Cause she didn't plan on living there. And after she gave it up, when she went to the airport through American customs, they held her back from flights on more than one occasion. Really? Yes. Just because they couldn't fathom in their mind. You had a ticket to the life. Why on earth did you return that ticket? That was how they looked at it. Oh, isn't that something? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's not sadly not surprising, but yeah, that's uh. Yeah. All right, let's go on to story number four. This one was reported by pitchfork.com. And this is another example of the world that we live in. Uh, So back in 2021, a company called Factory New created the world's first AI-powered robot wrapper that they named FN Mecca. And we have an illustration of this fake artificial intelligence wrapper. Put up that photo, Joel. That is what they came up with for an illustration of this, this, this thing. It was voiced by a human, but the lyrics and song structures came from artificial intelligence using data points from video games and social media. So 
a real person voiced it, but the lyrics were written based on pulling data from video games and, uh, and social media. FN Mecca became a TikTok sensation, amassing over 10 million followers on TikTok. It was signed by Capitol Records and released its first single, which was a song called Florida Water. Well, Capitol Records ended up severing ties with FN Mecca. And my question, Alyssa, why did they scrap the deal? Oh, boy. <laughs> um, did, did some of the lyrics come out to be a little unsavory, maybe? Because they were just like randomly generated? I'm going to say that, maybe offensive lyrics. You nailed it. So FN Mecca became a negative stereotype to the black community using the N-word in its lyrics. Plus, the idiots behind FN Mecca decided to post a picture on social media depicting police brutality. And we have that picture. Put that up, Joel. So they created this completely fake. And it's hard to read that. But it says, I wish I could get out so I could start making music again. So they actually created that whole vision for FN Mecca. And so as you can imagine, you know, the black community was not too happy about it. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Computer generated artists, they're going to like replace human beings. If they could do that and get a record deal, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's really wild. Because that's not even the first one that I've heard like that. Um, I really? Actually, How, there was a, who else? A, I can't remember. It, it was like, uh, like a, a some kind of pop star situation where they they were like number one trending on on TikTok or on social media the other day, but it's like really wild. So I was like, oh, but like who is? Because I'm thinking of like the gorillas, where I'm like, oh, it's the guy from Blur, but they're just animated. Like, no, this was a completely unique. Like, it's not an artist that's computer generated. It's literally a computer generation that is the artist. So that, right. that's. Oh, it makes me feel old because I'm like, whoa, that's wild. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And like th- this is, and I, I read an article by the guy that created FN Mecca, and he basically said the success rate of finding an actual human being becoming a star, getting a record deal, it's like 1%. Oh. So he looked at it like this was so much easier to do. You know what I mean? Whole thing I is guess. orchestrated. Wow. Like, it's like playing creator. It's odd. It is odd. It is. Yeah. Well, Question for you. If you created a persona for yourself, let's say maybe in the metaverse, if you created a persona using artificial intelligence, what kind of physical traits and talents would you give yourself? Oh, I would be able to speak any language with anyone. So any like person that wanted to interact with me, I would just be able to to converse with them and be fluent in whatever language they spoke. Um, Fascinating. Yeah. Fascinating. And would you, would you consider like, would you be female or would you, would you be like, I'm going to try the whole male thing. Let's try that out. I think for me, I'm very lucky. I've always like felt like this was right. So I, I I think I would stay with, with being female. Um, I can't think of, I would, I would probably just like change my hair all the time. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't dream too big. I I wouldn't give myself any like, you know, cat ears or anything like that. I would just be like, Oh, like, let's make it this color. Let's make it short. Let's make it long. Like, I think I would just mess with my hair a lot. And all I got to do is click a button. Exactly. I love that for self-expression. Yeah. Yeah. I once worked at a job and there was a guy that worked with me and his name was Mo. And he looked very Egyptian. He was like a skinny brown guy, balding glasses, facial hair. Mo. And we decided as an experiment, and he was on board with this. We decided, let's take a picture of Mo in a dress and let's create a profile on Plenty of Fish. 
and I think we called them Mosafina. Mosafina. Okay. It was very obviously a man in a dress, but we just wanted to see what would happen. So we put it up there. And would you believe that every time we refreshed the Plenty of Fish account, there was another message from a guy that wanted to hook up. Every time we hit refresh. And that was our first social experiment of, uh, I don't know why we did it. I guess it was just a social experiment to see what would happen. So huh. it's like the pre-metaverse universe. It, yeah. And then and I was over here like, oh, I guess I'm just, I'm playing the sim. That's my version of it. So <laughs> I just, my thing is when it comes to then interacting with other people, that's where I get like a little like, uh-oh, like, is that yes. going to be okay? Like Sims is very contained. So I'm like, oh, I'm just on my laptop. Everything's fine in my little world. So Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the metaverse, they're, 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 they're looking to open up. That's wild. Yeah. Ooh. All right, let's go into story number three, reported by Bloomberg, as well as what's on Weibo.com. Another good one. So there was a Chinese school textbook that was published by a state-owned printing house, and it triggered controversy on the social media platform Weibo, which I guess is like a really popular Chinese uh, social media platform. It resulted in 27 officials from that publisher getting reprimanded or dismissed by the Chinese government. And so my question for you is, what was it about that school book that triggered such controversy? Um, uh, plagiarism, like copyright infringement, something. So what happened was China felt that the illustrations of the kids were ugly. They were dressed too American and they were too prov uh, provocative depicting bulging penises and assault on girls. We've oh. got some of the pictures. This is courtesy of what's on Weibo.com. Now, side note on this first one, and I did not, I did not circle these. <laughs> these were circled by what's on Weibo.com. I just wanted to say a side note on this first one. When we pulled this image, the website had actually named this image file boner.jpg. Uh, so I just oh <laughs> my gosh. Okay. So that was the first one that they complained about. Put up one, put up the next one. See, once again, bulging penises on the Chinese school kids. No. This one here looks like oh, assault, no! assaulting the girls, pulling on their dresses and reaching around them and doing whatever. I don't know. This one here, I guess they thought he looked stupid and was wearing an American shirt, I guess. I don't know. Oh, that was a lot to process. Um, <laughs> was it? Was it? That uh, makes sense. This um, was I actually published 10 years ago. It only just went viral in May, but it was published 10 years ago. Cause it's weird. Like I could just, I, at first I was like, Oh, like you, someone thought their outfits were stupid. That's lame, but no, that's okay. Yeah. That makes total sense. Like why, why do we, why did anyone think that was okay? Like how did that make a final press? You know? I don't know. I don't know. So the publisher was ordered to redesign the materials in time for the next semester in September. And apparently China has tightened controls over their textbooks and curriculum uh, to boost patriotism among its youth. So they're really like locking down on this stuff, you know, like yeah. why did it take 10 years? You know what I mean? How did it take 10 years to see bulging penises? Like that's know. it's yeah. I would think it like first glance, you're like, Hey, wait, something's wrong here. Or like, or, or like fail safes before it even got to be published. That's, I think so. Yeah. Huh. Especially state owned. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, that's kind of crazy. I don't know. Yeah, I I, had thought, I first thought it was just like, oh, they thought their haircut was lame or silly looking. Like, ew. ew you weren't you no. were expecting assault and penises. Mm, mm -mm. No, I thought the one I was like, oh, just tell yourself they're suplexing her. It's fine. 
<laughs> okay. Nope, I can't make it make sense. Mm -mm. Well, whether you got caught or not, my next question is, did you ever cheat on a book report in school? And it could have been anything. Maybe you copied somebody. Maybe you watched the movie version of the book. Maybe you used Cliff Notes. Did you ever cheat on a book report in school? I was an absolute angel in school. Um, I honestly, the closest I probably went where I felt like I had like an unfair advantage is um, my mother was a secretary and I would make her proofread all my stuff. So that's the only place where I felt like I was like kind of cheating. Kind of cheating. She would basically, a little bit, a little bit. She would like go through and be like, rewrite this, this part, you need to fix this. You missed a comma here. I'm like, oh, sick. And then I would like take it back and I would do all my, you know, my edits and stuff. Um, but yeah, for the most part, I think I only used Cliff Notes maybe like once or twice in college where I just like didn't have the bandwidth to, to get something done. Um, but for the most part, I think I was always pretty honest in, hmm. in, in my schoolwork. So I once did a book report on Lord of the Flies and I decided to use the movie because I figured I could just kind of wing it and spitball and I was crushing it. I was doing good. I was at the front mm -hmm. of the class. I was doing the book report. Then I got to the part when I said, and then they got to the beach and the helicopters came. <laughs> That's where I was done after that. So, but I gave Well, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you tried. You tried. A to F in a span of about 10 seconds. So good yeah. for me. Yeah, right. it's A for effort. A for effort, yeah. Well, F sort for of, cheating. Sort of, yeah. Let's go to story number two, reported by Oddity Central. So there is a budding entrepreneur in Medellin, Colombia. His name is Juan Carlos Alvarado. He claims he is making hundreds of dollars a day selling his new product to tourists on the street right there in Medellin. Alyssa, what is this lucrative new product that Mr. Alvarado was selling? Um, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm so innocent. I'm like mopeds. Like, I don't know, like some cool <laughs> form of transportation throughout the city. I know it's not, but I'm going to go with that because I'm wholesome. Uh, that could be a good wrestling character because <laughs> I'm wholesome. He's selling wholesome. bottles of air. We have video <laughs> footage of this courtesy of the El Colombiano uh, video YouTube channel. Go ahead, Joel. There he is. That is Mr. Alvarado. He calls it real Medellin air. He claims to have created a special method of capturing the air. Yeah, sure he has. And packaging it in small glass bottles. He claims it takes between 15 and 30 minutes to put the air in the bottle. Yeah, sure it does. He won't reveal the method because he says it isn't trademarked and somebody might steal it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. People got to know it's bullshit, right? Like they're buying it as a souvenir. They know it's bullshit. <laughs> It, honestly, all it makes me think about is the movie Spaceballs, where they have the canned air. Yes. Uh, yeah. So yes, like, I forgot honestly, about that. That just made me so happy. Like, you know what? Good for you if you can pull one over on you know tourists that are coming through and you're making a buck. Good for you. Uh, but yeah, that's absolutely ridiculous. But I think for novelty's sake, like I would just want the bottle looked pretty. It has like a pretty design on it. So. Right. Maybe it's, is the idea supposed to be like, I'm on vacation and I want my friends at home to smell what the air smells like? He claims like that is genuine, like clean Colombian air. That's what he claims. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, you know what? Good for you. Good for you, sir. Do your thing. All right. Absolutely so baloney, but we love it. Baloney, but we love it. Yeah. So here's my question. Have you ever been swindled out of money while on vacation? 
Uh, I wouldn't say necessarily like swindled or anything, but I did have a situation. Uh, my best friend and I went to um, went to London like years ago, like over 10 years ago. And I just wasn't like up on how things worked. But this person came up and and he started talking to us and he was like, oh, here, let me see your wrist. And he started, you know, making a, a bracelet. He's like, hold this. He started making a bracelet and then he tied it on my on my arm. And I'm like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. That's so nice. He's like, cool, now pay me. I'm like, yep. oh, okay. He's like, we're taking donations. I'm like, aha. Um, I was, you know, obviously it wasn't anything super, you know, uh, terrible where I was like conned out of uh, money, but definitely was something I, uh, I think if I were more seasoned a, as a traveler and it wasn't my first time visiting, I they would be like, Oh, Hey, no, I'm, I'm cool. Thank you so much. Yeah. Cause they're easy. thinking now it's on your wrist. So you're screwed now. Exactly. And I'm part of me is like, Oh my gosh, if I had been like, Oh no, I don't have money. Would he have like cut it off my, the bracelet, not my wrist, but <laughs> like, hopefully, hopefully just hope, the bracelet. I, I mean, I don't, I, I don't know, but I mean, it, it, you know, that was, that was an experience and I learned from it. Have you ever been to Rome? No, I always wanted to, but no. So in Rome, if you go to the Colosseum, they have these guys dressed in gladiator outfits Okay. and they're there to pose for photos. And I had been aware of this cause I'd seen one of those shows where they tell you about like pitfalls from traveling and stuff. So I was aware of it, but I was on my, I was uh, with my uh, now wife. And so oh, we decided, you know what, let's get some photos with these guys, but I know what's going on. They're not doing this out of the kindness of their heart. We did some photos and they look at me, they go, there's two of them. They look at me, they go hundred euros each. And I said 20 and they took it. So that'll be a lesson to you people. If somebody charges you or quotes you money to, to take pictures, they're not getting, you can, you can get them down. They'll take it. Don't worry about it. I mean, that's almost, it sounds like a Times Square out in New York or like, is it the same? Yeah. Up. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, but for them, it's people are in like mascot or, or, um, like cartoon character or I've superhero seen Superman. costumes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that yeah, and they have yeah, like yeah. the, was it around the walk of fame and like the, uh, man's theater in LA. So like there's, yeah, definitely pitfalls like that everywhere, but look at, we're so good. We have so many PSAs that we're giving in this, you know, don't send unsolicited dick pics and be careful when you're traveling. That is my whole objective with know your news. I this isn't it. this isn't for fun. I'm doing this to help people. All right. It is already time for story number one. This has gone by quick. This is reported by Wiltshire Live. You'll like this one, too. So there's a festival that takes place every year in Bradford-on-Avon, which is a town in England. And it's called the Walking Festival. And it takes place on the first weekend of September every year. People basically assemble and then they go for a walk across different parts of the English countryside. So they get to, you know, they get to, to get the exercise and then they get to, to, to see the environment and the culture and everything. This year, the festival risked getting postponed due to an act of vandalism. My question for you is, what did the vandals do? Did they? Um, okay, so it's the English countryside. So maybe they um, like. Uh, like shore a design of something uh, maybe obscene into the, the, the countryside, like into the grass. You're close. <laughs> so what they did was they defaced the event banner, changing the name of the festival from the walking festival to the wanking festival. <laughs> Joel's got a picture. There it is right there. And to see how good of a job they did. There's here's the original banner. That's hey. put up, put up the other one again, Joel. 
Look, they wow. like solid effort. You know what I mean? Solid I effort. Don't, I don't want to say they nailed it, but they nailed it. Like, wow, nicely yeah. done. So, oh boy, some of the restaurant, <laughs> some of the residents saw the humor in that, and they suggested that it was the work of local school children, and they found it funny. But some called it crude and immature, and they were really offended by it. All I got to say is, I had never heard of the Walking Festival, and now I have. So, good publicity. I, there's no such thing as bad publicity, right? We now know about the Colombian air bottles. So I think that this, hey, that just took the walking festival to a new new level. Now we know even more about it. Because somebody, I think somebody uh, once wrote a book called Controversy Creates Cash. You know? Very true. It's very true. And I uh -huh. wonder how many more people now will go because they saw that banner and they thought it was funny. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, they can make money. That's that's the way you got to look at it. I like okay. That. <laughs> so Alyssa, my question, is there an activity that you enjoy so much that you would consider promoting an annual festival to encourage others to do it? Eating cereal. I Easy. knew you were going to say that. I knew it. <laughs> Easy. Yes, if I could do an annual cereal eating festival, uh, yes, that would be what I would promote for, for everyone. How, okay. Try to, try to let me picture it. So the sponsorship is easy, you know, yes. cause you could, you could get Kellogg's and whatever, like the sponsorship is easy, yes. but how would the festival work? So would you, maybe you would book like the voiceover people from the commercials and, and maybe like the people that like draw the, draw the cartoons of the, the characters and stuff like that. Okay. But okay. so, but otherwise, like, so are people going to go and then like between one and two, you're eating fruit loops and then between like, you know what I'm saying? Like, have you ever envisioned how that would work? I never did until now, but I'm already rolling with it. So we would definitely have to have mascots, like have people like in the costumes that are like hanging around doing photo ops, obviously. Mm -hmm. uh, I feel like every stand, like you'd have different stands for different cereals, right? So it's like you'd maybe every person would bring a bowl and they would just go stand to stand. And like, <laughs> you'd be so full by the end of it, but you'd go stand to stand and you would just get your bowl filled up every time. And every, People are every bringing time. bowls on their, on their, on their trip. Yeah. To the cereal festival. And once you come, if it's a destination event, then yes, you would bring a bowl. You'd bring a bowl. Uh, and you go to all the different, uh, you know, little, uh, outposts and you get your your fill and you you eat it up and then you go to the next stand and yeah i think that's so it's fun. for promoting obesity is what it's, this... it's promoting enjoyment but you're also walking around a lot we would have things to you know to break it up so that it's not just you know completely sedentary you'd be walking yeah, you're going around. you're going at least 20 feet from that one to that one you're you know seeing the sights <laughs> you're seeing the sights within whatever the convention hall is in <laughs> I think there's real money there. I mean, there are cereals that are unique to certain countries. It's true. So this could be international. Like you yeah. could hit up, I don't know, like Luke from Russell Talk. Hey, get me some uh, UK cereal. And then, yeah. you know, Chris, Chris Van Vliet's Canadian, even though he lives in uh, Vegas. He's Canadian. So, hey, Chris Van Vliet, can you get me? I don't know what kind of cereal is unique to Canada. I'd have to look have it up. Like, but, uh, I'm sure they have like Tim Horton cereal. They actually did have Tim Horton cereal. Yeah. It was produced by another company, but they do have Tim Horton cereal. Yeah. Oh, and you guys, you have a, a Nest Quick cereal that we don't yeah, have. Yeah, they here. might. They might. They used to. I don't know if they still do or not. I don't know. Oh, okay. I did try This could ago. be a thing. This could be a thing. We might We cool. might have to, maybe, you know, I, I love coming up with new business ideas. Maybe we'll come up, we'll, we'll put our heads together, come up with an annual cereal festival that's going to make $0, but it's going to be fun. It's going to be so gonna much be fun. fun. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> I want to thank our guest, Alyssa Marino. This went by so fast. 
tell the people what you're doing and where they can find you. Oh my gosh. So uh, you can find me online at AYY underscore Marino on all the social network platforms. Um, I post everything there when I'm, when I'm doing shows, if I'm doing commentary, I've been predominantly on the East coast for now, but, uh, but yeah, catch me wherever I'll be. And I have uh, t-shirts available through fully gimmick. Um, and you can also just talk to me directly and I can ship them out. Too. There you go. Well, that'll do it for KYN tonight. Thanks again, Alyssa, for joining us. This was a lot of fun. We'll do it again. It was. Thank you. 